authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Heavenly Father, please bless me to preach truly, and please bless us all to have ears to receive the riches of your Holy Word. Strengthen us and sustain us. Increase our faith as we listen to your Word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. The Great Commission, as this passage is familiarly called, the Great Commission is not given to you. At least not to most of you, not to most of us. I know in the land of the Southern Baptist Convention, these words might sound like heresy, but I ask for you to hear me out. I believe it's a warped view uh, of global missions that actually causes us to miss here the rich and wonderful truths of Matthew chapter 28 to our loss. So that's what I want to remedy this morning. So to be clear, the Great Commission was given, obviously, to the apostles. They were to go out to all nations to teach, to baptize, to preach, and this was their particular calling. But the New Testament is very clear, I'm thinking especially of 1 Corinthians 12, that not all are called to the same vocation. Not all are called to teach and to preach. These are particular gifts for a portion of the body of Christ. Just so, missionary work, foreign missionary work, some are called to it. Thanks be to God, right? Some are called to it. Indeed, there's a family who once came to this church seven years ago when I first arrived, the Roses, who now are missionaries in Kazakhstan. Thanks be to God. People in Kazakhstan are in the gospel. But that was their particular calling. So they needed to follow it to be obedient to God. Perhaps one or, or more of you may also be called to foreign missions. But that would be your particular calling. It's not a universal blanket calling on every Christian. Foreign missionaries are not better than other Christians. They're just one particular member of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? So I invite you, if you have been burdened, I invite you to be free from the artificial and man-made burden of feeling like we are all supposed to become foreign missionaries to fulfill our obedience to Christ. We are not. And... If we have been thus burdened by this man-made reading of Matthew 28 on the Great Commission, um, if we are free of it, we're able to then see the mystical revelation in this marvelous passage of sacred scripture. We forget that the go therefore, which we all remember about this passage, go therefore, go therefore, go therefore, is sandwiched between profound mystical theological statements, the mysteries of the incarnation, the Trinity, and our own personal participation in the life of Almighty God. 
the incarnation. Jesus begins, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. But wait, didn't, as God the Son, he already have all authority in heaven and on earth? Yes, he's fully God. He already had all the authority over the cosmos. The very cosmos itself was made through him. And without him, nothing was made that is made. So what Jesus is saying here is that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him as a man in his humanity. We're familiar with some of the sort of mind-bending mysteries of the Incarnation around the beginning of the Incarnation, right? Jesus' birth. We, talk, we have all of Christmas season. We unpack like, God is in the flesh. And we're right to meditate on that wonderful mystery. But it has its inverse corollary that just as we can say that Mary gave birth to God, theological language ratified for us by ecumenical counsel, we could also say on the inverse that all authority in heaven and earth has been given to a man, to Jesus Christ. That's the great theme, actually, of the letter to the Hebrews. That it's a man, the God-man, to be clear, but a man reigning with all authority over the cosmos. That's what Jesus is saying, that in light of his perfect, obedient life to the perfect will of God, the Father, he, in his perfect humanity, in his death and resurrection, has now been given the name above every other name. The mystery of the Incarnation. And when it comes to the process of spreading this news, this gospel throughout the world, Jesus commands them to baptize into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. If you have an ESV, you'll see in the footnote, it's footnote four on that page, that it says the Greek is into the name of the Father, which is a better and clearer translation to the truth of what Jesus is saying. He's not only giving a formula for baptism, although it is that, right, which we're going to see actually next week when dear Joanna is baptized. It is a formula, but it's not just some ritual formula like, oh, these are the words to say when you do that, you know, every so often. He's describing what baptism does. That we get baptized into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And even in this revelation, did you catch the, have you caught before the discrepancy of number? Right? Name singular into the names, one name, of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three names. So we have three names that are just one name, and this is the clearest revelation of the triune identity of God in the New Testament. The name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That God, Jesus is revealing the God in whom we get to participate because we've been reconciled by the blood of Jesus is three and also one. And it's a mystery, this trinity of his nature. That the Father is eternally, is eternally bringing forth the Son, because he has no beginning. And the Spirit is eternally being brought, forth from, being brought forth from the Father and the Son. And yet, there aren't three gods, but one God. And the Son and the Spirit are not after the Father. They're not less than the Father. They're co eternal and co-equal with him. And this is not esoteric theology for those who like reading books. This is the reality that you, baptized Christian with faith today, are participating in as we learn more and more about it day after day, year after year. 
we are participating in the life of the living triune God who made heaven and earth. And what we see in the very nature of God himself, as well as in all his works, is that God himself is on a mission. That God himself is working to draw all people to himself. That's what Jesus says. When I'm lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. That when he sent the Holy Spirit, just as the Spirit hovered over the waters at the beginning of creation, God the Spirit immerses the entire planet, or the whole cosmos, but at least also the planet, seeking to draw and bend wills and hearts into right relationship, ordered relationship, connected relationship with God. So that we, creatures who bear his image, can live into the life he made us to live into, which is united to himself. God is on that mission every second of every day. And so as we participate in the life of God, more and more through faith, we join him in that mission. And so we see we kind of loop around a little bit near where we began, but different. It's not about getting in a plane and going to some country where you have to learn a language for five years to be able to say something over there. It, it's mostly the people that you are already interacting with. Your own family members. The person who lives right next door to you. The person that you bump into because you go to Aldi at the same time each week. That just being a part of the life of the living God means that we are with him and bearing witness to him as we are able to his saving life. And it's not like... You're offering to someone some sort of change of religious choice. Like, do you want to be agnostic or Muslim or Christian? No, it's, do you want to actually connect to the thing that you were built for from all eternity and enjoy these infinite mysteries daily and for eternity? It's an invitation to participate in God's own life. That's the heart of World Mission Sunday. It begins here. It begins by participating ourselves by faith in the life of the triune God who has saved us. All glory to him. Amen.